0: back to the daily thread i would say good morning but it's not good morning it's good night part of the reason why we're doing this at night is because we had some technical difficulties because my father is in Boynton beach he's in florida and i am can't you see
1: can't you see how technical difficulties we're having with the beautiful blue sky and the beautiful trees and the lake behind us. Um, so of
0: course, same old, same old that is going on with Kanye West. Um, he, yeah. I think since our last episode, he went on another anti-Semitic rant. Um, many people in the world have come out against the things that he said. I know that you said on last episode that you don't think that what he said is going to create, you know, new anti-Semites. I disagree with that. I think that it will. And I think it has, there's a picture, which I'll show on the screen right now of you know, a bridge in LA that says what, you know," Kanye was yeah, right yeah. about the Jews, and and the um, yeah. ADL came out with a statement. Shlemi Zion's came out with a statement. A video that has it is going viral. It has over twelve thousand views just uh, today, and has over okay. three hundred comments. And you know what? <laughs> um, something that we posted on Meaningful Minutes TikTok, uh, you know, the, the other day was a clip from our conversation about Kanye. Mm-hmm. And what can I say? There was a lot of comments that are just pure anti-Semitism, which seems to be like the theme of what goes on on TikTok. Um, comments like, uh, you know, Kanye is speaking the truth, so just face it. Or, so who runs Hollywood? Uh, Kanye's a 100% right. So, you know, I think that it, it, it emboldens anti-Sem- anti-Semites all over the world. I think that it also uh, teaches you know, young followers of his, that this is cool, that this is acceptable when it absolutely isn't We've seen a lot of celebrities come out against it. And I think they should continue.
1: So let me, let me comment about that. Nafi. Um, let me just say that, you know, um, as you know, the five times Jewish times has a website, right? You can hear me, right? Yeah. Okay. And so we have a website and we have a guy, that runs the website, the back end of the website, the uh, technological aspect of the website. And he has hundreds of clients whose, whose website that he runs. And he tells me that there's no website uh, that is under attack nonstop, 24 hours a day, than hours from overseas, from places like India and Pakistan and from uh, Arab countries. They try to take us down. They try to take the website down. And they've been successful, not recently, but years ago before we had the technology in place that we had, they just want to bombard anything that has the word Jew or Jewish or Israel in it. And they try to put up, uh, you know, all kinds of uh, pro-Palestinian and uh, Arab propaganda and anti-Jewish and pro-Islam type uh, types of messages. So, you know, I think that just might be the way of the world. So the question really is not that it's here, that it's a shock and a surprise, and it has it disappear? The question is, how do we deal with it? How are we supposed to uh, manage that? What do you think of uh Zayens' uh, uh, appeal to Kanye West to uh, come I, I, in Brooklyn?
0: I thought it was profound. You know, I, I thought I thought that he said the right stuff. A line that stood out to me that he said was, "With great, with great influence comes great responsibility," and um, I think that has to be known by everyone who has such great influence and reaches. Millions and millions of people that you have to be accountable for the things that you say. Um, will Kanye follow? Oh. Will, will Kanye follow up with Schlemi and actually go to Brooklyn? I don't know. I, I, to be honest, I think that you know, like we mentioned last episode, the worst thing that could happen to an anti-Semite is that they get a they get a tour of a Holocaust museum. That's like the worst thing that could happen to them. Oh. I don't think that I don't think that he'll follow up. I think that you know, the offer itself is just to you know, it's, it's what, it's what we do as Jews. We're not going to fight back with fire and start making fun of him and start calling him names because that's just not what we do. We'll just offer to, to educate him. I think the offer itself is just, it, it speaks volumes of you're just uneducated on the topic. And, you know, I, I think in a way it's an insult to invite them. It's pretty much saying like, Oh, you, you really don't know what you're talking about. So why don't you come check it out?
1: Well, let me, let, me come at it, let me come at it from a different vantage point that I was talking about, uh, that I was thinking about. You know, you don't have to be a Rhodes Scholar to be uh, very popular on, the, I don't know what else to call it, but pop culture. Just because Kanye uh, West has 50 million followers doesn't mean that he's a, a smart man or that he has a high level of intelligence or he's perceptive about the condition of the world. That involves or includes uh you know how to interface with with Jews. the guy he might be a big dope he might be an idiot and he could still have uh be very popular in what today is called pop culture that doesn't make him an authority on the subject that doesn't make what he says important either i mean right i i, I don't know about you but who's following kanye west
0: well a hundred, over 100 million people
1: don't no, no first of all you know you know a second you know Elon Musk wanted to buy Twitter.
0: Okay, them, no, I'm one second. No, you're going to go hundreds, right now.
1: There's hundreds of millions of fake uh, names and 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 email addresses and phone numbers in in, in Twitter and that's what helped No, us
0: no I'm not even, but I'm not even talking about Twitter. How about Instagram? Is that also fake? You know, I think there's over 50 million followers on Instagram or I don't I don't have to think. Let me just check right now and I can tell you. Kanye West, Kanye West has uh 18.2 million followers on Instagram okay um All
1: right. so you know but, a lot but of people. Like the, that doesn't the, the number of people doesn't matter it wait, matters why not? Who, who who's following him who's the 7 billion people in the world you know who's following him you, you know what kind of uh um, I don't want to insult any large groups of people but the, the you know what kind of dopiness there is in the world I mean, who is, who is following Kanye West and uh, it has the, you know what, to be uh, an effective anti-Semite, you have to have a little bit of a, uh, you have to have a little bit of intelligence. Uh, so, I mean, 18 million, yes, it's a lot of people, no question about it. But uh, who are these people? Well, I don't think it matters.
0: I don't think it matters who. Well, it's the people who are standing on top of a bridge with a sign that's saying Kanye was right about the Jews. It's the people that are punching Jews in the head in Brooklyn while they're walking to shul on Shabbos. It's the Jews that are that are, that are that are you know posting anti-Semitic comments on TikTok and on t- on Twitter and on Facebook. It's them, and I don't think it matters who it, who it is. It doesn't matter at all who it is. It doesn't matter if it's five people.
1: They're preaching the people that are knocking shrimos and hats off of people's heads in Borough Park or Williamsburg. Or Flatbush or Muncie, on 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 Shabbos are uh, people that have usually uh, some kind of a criminal past, and the fault is not Kanye West or Instagram or Twitter's fault. The uh, fault of that is our criminal justice system, which, um, uh, as you know, is going to be on the ballot in less than in two weeks, two weeks from tomorrow, two weeks from Tuesday on November eighth, to uh, get things in order in in our New York State and our. States of America house, of course, they control. If someone assaults somebody, they have to be brought before uh, to justice. They have to be arrested. They have to be charged. If they can raise bail, they have to be released on bail. They have to go to trial and they have to be punished accordingly. If you let them out okay. in the street, uh, two two hours later, of course, they're going to go ahead and do the same thing. So yes, it could be that the um, people that are knocking hats over of people's heads in Brooklyn or Muncie our followers of Kanye West, but that's not the reason they're knocking their hats off.
0: Okay. Well, we'll get, we'll get to that topic soon about, uh, you know, Lee Zeldin and, and the upcoming election. I want right. to, you know, end this chapter about Kanye. Hopefully we don't have to talk about it again. Cause we already spent one episode talking about it. Yeah. But we'll if, be, Kanye be West, much. if Kanye West was sitting in front of you right now, what would you say to him?
1: Well, what would I say to him? I would say that, listen, I don't know who you are, but you uh, you got it all wrong. And, uh, and like you've said uh, many times, uh, you're doing a disservice to you and to people that follow you, and to society that you seem to uh, claim that you care about. You care about values, and you care about God, and you care about religion. But what you're doing is contrary to all those things.
0: Okay. Well, Kanye, if you're listening to the Daily Thread. That's what right
1: after, right after, yeah, Kanye. Right after you see Slum zion you know, give us a call. Yeah, bring it out, uh, so out to Central we'll, Avenue. We'll
0: light, we'll lighten the topics a little bit before we, you know, continue on our news cycle for today. But uh, if you're a New Yorker and you're a diehard Yankees fan, it's not, a, it's not a great day because the Yankees are no longer playing in the playoffs and uh, swept in four games. As um, yes, we
1: revealed, we revealed on last week's program that Harrison Bader was one of the twelve Jewish ballplayers that. And he's the only one there. that showed
0: up this. And he's the only one that showed up this postseason. He had a great postseason. Yeah, but,
1: but he didn't. He didn't come across last night. Yes, you know, did. he did. Uh, he had a home run. He had a home run last night. I must. He have, did hit a home fallen, run. I must have fallen asleep during the rain delay. Wow. Because you're not whatever, doing your research.
0: I, you're not doing your proper research. Uh,
1: listen, I was worried all day long how we're going to communicate technologically between New York and Florida. So, thousands uh, miles, thousands well, of miles away. No, just a, thousand, just a little bit over a thousand miles. It's not oh, thousands not, of miles away.
0: It's oh, just it's over nothing. a thousand
1: miles. It's a, it's a little hop, skip and a jump. It's not far away at all, but it's beautiful down here. And uh, the, the Jewish communities are booming down here. And hopefully in the course of this week, we'll have the opportunity to, um, to uh, explore some of Let some me ask you a
0: question. How come you decided to settle and live in Brooklyn for, I would say, half of your, I don't know, half, not half of your adult life, but for a very, very large portion of your adult life, but to live in New York for your, your entire life. Why didn't you take your family, move down to Florida, you know, 10, 15 years ago?
1: Um, the, answer, the definitive answer to that question is, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, but, you know, uh, New York was always home and I always felt, uh, and I've observed that uh, for people that never lived in New York, they really can live anywhere in the world. You see people hop around. They live in St. Louis, then they live in Chicago, and they moved to Florida, then to Memphis, then to Houston. It doesn't mean anything, you know. But w- once you have tasted what Jewish life is in New York, it's hard to uh, it's hard to let that go, and it's hard to uh, it's hard to give up on that. And I think you, as kids, probably would have felt the same way. I mean, I don't want to pick on any one community, but how would you like to, uh, you know? Wake up uh, one morning when you in tenth grade and go to yeshiva in, uh, you know, some high school with uh, eight kids in um, Cincinnati. <laughs>
0: Whoa. Okay. Well, I don't think Cincinnati <laughs> is Miami Beach. I don't think so- I'm no no disrespect to Cincinnati, but like, it's not Miami.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. But uh, listen, you're a young man. It's not too late for you to come. A lot of people are moving down here. We go to the shuls in Boca Raton and in Boynton Beach, where I'm sitting right now. And the shuls, uh, you know, especially in Boca, are jammed with uh, young people. And um, I haven't been in Boca yet. I only came down here on Sunday. But um, I meet mean, when, when I went one night, uh, last time I was here a few weeks ago, went to Menchemar one night in Boca, I met a bunch of young guys. I said, oh, you moved down here from New York? What are you doing? Well, I don't know what we're doing yet, but we're just here. We don't, they don't know what they're doing yet. First, they're moving here. <laughs> And they're trying to figure out what the next move
0: is. They just don't want to pay the taxes in New York, maybe from their PPP business, who knows? Uh, anyways, we want to give a big Mazel Tov on this podcast to Jonathan Pollard, uh, which just a few days ago, he got married in right. Israel to his right, new wife. Right. And uh, you actually had the opportunity. You were in Israel not too long right. ago. And you went, out to eat. you went out to eat in Kikar Musica. And who'd you see there sitting alone eating?
1: Well, uh, Jonathan Pollard was sitting at Piccolini's. I think that's what it's called, Piccolini's. And he was sitting alone, uh, dining on what looked like a beautiful dinner. And um, I took the liberty of going over to him uh, with uh, Ima. And uh, we sat down with, we, we introduced ourselves and he indicated that he had some familiarity with the coverage that we've given him over the years in the Five Towns Jewish Times. He asked us to sit down and we had a, a very uh, good conversation. And um, I think I covered it in, a, in an article a few weeks after that happened sometime. During those the summer. Don't, for,
0: for those who don't read, what would you guys talk about?
1: What do we talk about? we talk about um, what he's doing now that he's in Israel and his future plans. Uh, we talked a little bit about um, um, the people that he met in prison. He spent 30 years in, in, in prison, as you know. We talked about some of the people that he met down there. Um, for instance, he was in jail together with Bernie Madoff, for, for example, for a long time. Really? You know? uh, yeah, and uh, I think he was in jail with a couple of you know, I forget, I forget the names, but uh, a couple of people associated with the mafia that he had uh, that treated him nicely, that had some uh, some uh, he had some nice things to say about people that were people that were good to him. And we, you know, uh, we talked, one of the things we talked about is why he's not going to write a book about his experience.
0: I was just going to say, he probably can get a nice book deal.
1: He doesn't want to, he doesn't want the attention and he doesn't want to get into a situation where he gets himself in trouble again. After uh, 30 years in prison, after the world, they, 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 um, they convicted him of, uh, you know, selling secrets, top secrets, United States secrets, American secrets to, uh, to, to Israel and also to other countries. So uh, he doesn't wanna get into trouble. He's almost 70 years old and he doesn't want to uh, have that kind of that kind of problem. Although you could be sure it would be an explosive uh, explosive book and it would be a great movie someday, I think. But I don't be... think it's gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen. So he got married, got married um, to a woman uh, 20 years younger than him, I think is what I read. Um, she I believe she's a widow and uh she has uh seven children of her own so uh you know I don't know how old they are, but he's gonna be a busy guy
0: absolutely baby, we wish we a
1: lot of babysitting
0: we wish him all the best okay so the the main topic something that um one way or another. You're going to come in contact with it, whether in forms of a lawn sign or a WhatsApp status ad or a mailing. Mm-hmm. If you live in New York, is the the election be- between Kathy Hockle and Hockle, Lee Zeldin?
1: Hockle and Lee Zeldin, right. And Lee, and two Lee Zeldin. Tuesday, two weeks from this Tuesday uh, is the election. And it's. Uh, I know we hear this a lot every time Election Day rolls around this is probably the most important election of your life. We always hear that, but it's not always true. And uh, this time it happens to be extremely urgent that uh, people get out and vote because um, unfortunately, um, I don't know who's responsible for it, but the Democrat party agenda has uh, become to um, destroy America not for the purpose of destruction, they you don't want to you don't really
0: you don't really you don't really hide your political views i like I take it like no, I, you you're very open about your political said. views you're very you're That's very true. open about your your like your disdain for the Democratic party, and there are democratic Jews. there could even be democratic Jews that are listening to this, and they could be upset with what you're saying
1: oh i've I've voted for Democrats in the past, you know, I could tell you i can I can name them because I thought they were doing a good job and and very recently, I voted for Democrats which one who but, is the
0: who is the most recent democrat you voted for
1: um, the most recent vote democrat I, I voted for kathleen rice when she was running for uh, for congress i'm talking um,
0: about like in a in a in a in a major election. election
1: i voted for bill clinton in 1992 you know, i thought he was i thought he was going to be a good president you know um, i thought he wasn't going to do too much damage and he didn't do the kind of damage that uh, joe biden is doing Um, uh, so I don't have a vendetta, God forbid, against uh, Democrats, you know, some of my best friends are Democrats and some of my best friends vote democratic and I, and I respect them, but, uh, there's a problem. You didn't lose friends.
0: You you didn't lose friends over, over, uh, over the politics.
1: I I wouldn't say that I lost friends. I would say I downgraded some friendships. (laughs) (laughs) I, I cooled. I cooled it a little bit, but I'm I'm not accusing Democrats of wanting to destroy America just for the sake of destruction. I'm trying to say, let me finish the thought. I'm trying to say that they want to remake America in a way they have a different vision from America than what our founding fathers uh, foresaw for what America is supposed to be.
0: Here, so there's something called the Johnson Amendment where oh, yes. leaders right. leaders of right. religious institutions can't promote a candidate running for office, well,
1: endorse, endorse, really endorse, and, endorse,
0: promote, endorse, yeah,
1: yeah. And, okay, so so you know that uh, on Sunday, uh, a good friend of ours, Rabbi Akovender Bender of uh, had a meeting with uh, Republican gubernatorial candidate Lee Zeldin. And actually, I was uh, 38,000 feet in the air on JetBlue, flying down to uh, Palm Beach uh, Airport, uh, uh, PBI. And when I got the picture, uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Bender with uh, with uh, Lee Selden. And so I, you know, I I was told that the meeting took place. I was told what was said, and I immediately went about the business of promoting the news. After all. The truth of the matter is, no one was hiding anything. If you stand in front of a camera, chances are you're going to end up in a picture, and um, that's what that, that's what happened here. And everybody was pleased with it. But Rabbi Bender's people, who was a good friend of ours for decades, Rabbi Bender's people wanted to make sure that um, there wasn't misconstrued as an endorsement for a candidate. Uh, and the reason for that is because of the, John, of the Johnson Amendments, which goes back to the 1950s, and Doesn't allow nonprofit 501c3s, nonprofit organizations to get involved in political endorsements. But, you know, President Trump tried to um, repeal the Johnson Amendment in 2017. I did a little checking on that today. In 2017, he tried to repeal the Johnson Amendment because he said, actually, it's a violation of people's First Amendment right of free speech. Everyone's entitled to express themselves, whether you're a religious leader or not, you're entitled to express yourself. Anyway, Johnson amendment was not repealed, but it was decided that it's not gonna be enforced. So it's there, but nobody's enforcing it. And I don't know about uh, you know, our community and our leaders, perhaps they should be more actively involved uh, in the process of being able to discern between the candidates. I know that in the non-Jewish world, the churches, they have been endorsing candidates that serve uh, their membership and their constituents Without any reservation, without any apprehension, without any hesitation, they feel they go right ahead and they endorse the candidates that they think are going to serve their community best. And we should be doing the same thing.
0: Maybe that's something we should be doing. I don't know. That's people can people can chime in at the daily thread at, at meaningfulminute.org. We've been getting a lot of emails. And honestly, I would read some of them because some of them people are really, you know, uh, chiming in on the conversations that we're having. So feel free to send us an email at thedailythread at meaningfulminute.org. Um, and if, you, if there's any stories that you think we should be speaking about, please feel free to reach out. So we're gonna try to come back with another show tomorrow. Um, we will forge forward okay. through, the, through the technical difficulties of my father being technologically handicapped and um, a thousand miles away, and we'll try to make it happen
1: we had this conversation in the past. I'm not technologically handicapped. You just like to withhold the information. Withhold the information?
0: How long did did it take for us to get your AirPods to work?
1: Uh, Maybe five or seven minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Five or seven minutes, you know. Uh, I'm not inside the AirPods. I can only put them in my ear and press them and hope they're going to work. What else can I possibly do? I didn't build the AirPods.
0: Anyways, feel free to email us. You have our email. You can click the link in the show notes as well to message us on WhatsApp and we'll speak to you all tomorrow.